all been looking at soteria and we established yesterday God's grand plan which said that God desires that all men will be saved hallelujah it is a desire because we're trying to answer the question is it God's desire for all men to be saved if that is the case have some people been elected to be to, to salvation and others have not been appointed and if that is the case, then that means God will not be fair. And so <clears throat> we want to understand what God, God's word has to say on such issues, such matters. Hallelujah. And to do this, one of the important things we do with scriptures is to interpret scriptures correctly. Interpret them the way God wants us to interpret them. John chapter 5, the verse number 39 the scripture says, Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. Hallelujah. So the scriptures testify of Jesus. They testify of Jesus. They are they that testify of Jesus. And he says, search the scriptures, for they are they which what? Testify with me. Praise the Lord. So to search, search the scriptures, it takes a lot of diligence. It takes a lot of diligence. Second Timothy chapter number 15, the scripture says, Paul said to Timothy, is a steady to show thyself approved. So the way we search the scriptures is through studies. Steady to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing. The word rightly dividing there is the Greek word autotomio. It means to make a path or a straight path. Hallelujah. In other words, you dissect the scripture like that there is a straight path. When somebody sees it, the person can see a clear path. And tonight, we are talking about a clear path on God's word on salvation, soteria. Hallelujah. Dividing the word of truth. It says, steady to show thyself approved. The word steady there comes from the Greek word spudoza. Spudaza. I beg your pardon. Spudaza. Spudazo. I beg your pardon. It's S-P-O-U-D-A-Z-O. Hallelujah. Spudazo. Which means to be diligent. To make effort. It means to be diligent, to make effort. So when it comes to the scriptures, Paul was telling Timothy, be diligent. Make an effort to know. And in knowing, make sure that when you divide it, it must be straight. You create a straight path, not a confusion, but not, not, a, not confusing the scriptures, but a, what? a straight path. And when he talks about the scriptures, we have come to understand that the scriptures are actually not the New Testament or the epistles, but they actually talk about the Old Testament books of, of the Bible. Second Timothy chapter 3, the verse number 15 and 16, Paul again said to Timothy, he says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. So when 
Jesus said, search the scriptures. At the time Jesus was speaking about searching the scriptures, there was nothing like the epistles. There was nothing like the even the, 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 the gospel, the synoptic gospels. So when he says search the scriptures, he was actually referring to the Old Testament books of the Bible, especially from Genesis to Malachi or Malachi. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. The end goal of searching the scriptures and studying the scriptures is to what? Is to salvation. Soteria. The Greek word is soteria, salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So salvation comes through faith and faith alone. Which is in what? Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2 it says that we are saved by grace through faith. So the vehicle for salvation is faith. Praise the Lord. The vehicle for salvation is faith, but faith in what? Faith in a person. Faith in the person called Jesus. And we established yesterday that God was looking for a godly seed. That in the Old Testament, when God was dealing with people with regards to his pattern of dealing with humanity, he chose individuals. But in the New Testament, he chooses what? Us. He chooses a people. Hallelujah. He chooses a people, but he chooses them in Christ. So you become an elected person in Christ. Hallelujah. But Christ is actually the elected not all of us are elected, but the whole world is elected. But when you come into Christ, then you come into the election. Praise the Lord. And it says, um, that same scripture in 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 16. It says, true faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all scripture. So all scripture there is talking about the Old Testament scriptures. Is given by inspiration of God. It's God breathed. Or God inspired, hallelujah, and is profitable. It means the scriptures bring us profiting, profiting in teaching, doctrine, profiting in reproof. Reproof here means evidence. Jesus said, Search the scriptures. The scriptures testify, they evidence me. And so anytime we study the scriptures or anytime we hear about, we, 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 we hear the word of God, we hear the word of God to point us to Christ. And so the writer of Hebrews is looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the ultimate and that is why the book is about his story. His story, history is simply his story, somebody's story. In the Bible, the scriptures all testify of one person. And that person is Jesus. Praise the Lord. And he is the full revelation of the grace of God. If we wanted to know God, we couldn't have known God and the intents and the dealings of God without Christ. Hallelujah. And so we established that it's profitable for doctrine, for evidence or reproof, for correction. And so sometimes the things we have learned before may not be accurate or may not be completely entire. And so the scriptures and the new, the, the new revelations we receive brings us what? Correction. So that we correct ourselves in the scriptures. And for instruction in righteousness. Praise the Lord. For instruction in righteousness. So in, in, in that light, we established yesterday 
that God desires that all men should be saved. First Timothy chapter number two. First Timothy chapter two, the verse number four. We start from four. First Timothy chapter two from verse four. Oh, let me start from verse three. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So he will have all men to be saved and not just saved, but to also to come to the knowledge of the truth. Which truth? The truth about who is the savior and what he came to save us from and what he came to save us into. And what he is doing in our lives. We call this the work of salvation. Hallelujah. We call this the work of salvation. Verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth of what? The saving truth. The truth of salvation. So verse 5 says. For there is one God and one mediator. Between what? God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So the truth was that there will be a man that will be saved. The, uh, sorry, a man that will come as the savior. Even though God himself is the savior, he wants that savior to be in the person of a man. So the truth we need to know is the incarnation of God or God becoming a man. So the Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. So Jesus came in the form of a man. The man between God and man. And it has always been God's idea that there will be a man in the Godhead. And so in Genesis in the garden, we saw that God wanted Adam to eat of the tree of life so that he will have eaten of the life of Christ or the eternal life of God and he would have attained the level of God of the God kind and so that he will be in the God kind and it was this that Satan came to defeat man from doing and so dissuaded man to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to go into disobedience and so he was not able to become part of the God kind. And so we saw in Genesis chapter 5, the scripture tells us that when Adam gave birth to his sons, he gave birth in his own likeness and after his own image because it was no more the image of God that God said that they should be in. Now it has become a corrupted image. And the lordship of that first man, Adam, was Satan. Satan became his lord. Satan became the lord and the owner of Adam. And Satan began to detect the pace. But aside that, man also suffered one thing. God says, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. And we saw that the word die there is a, a two Hebrew words, die to die. In other words, the man was going to die spiritually, to die what? Physically. And that was what happened to the man. So the man was walking, but was a walking dead man. And so Ephesians, the explanation of these scriptures, we see them in Ephesians. But let me finish this and then I'll go back to Ephesians. And then we can um, move here and there. It says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ. So the Savior must be a man, even though God. 
And so we saw last Wednesday that any man that does not see Jesus as the son of God come in the flesh is called an antichrist. Anybody that does not see Jesus, the eternal life, the eternal life of God is a person, but that person is Christ. But that person came in human form. So if we don't see him as a man, yet God, the Bible says that that man is what? An antichrist. This is how we define an antichrist in the, in the scriptures. Verse 6, but this is what he came to do. Who gave himself a ransom? A payment. Matthew 20, 28 says what? He came not to serve, but to be, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom, a payment. John 1, 29 says, behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And we have established in the past that the sin of the world there is the sin nature that Jesus came to take care of. But he did not take care of only the sin nature. He also took care of what? Our sins. The forgiveness of sins. And so any man that is born again must be born again by first receiving Christ. So you cannot be saved without Christ. Nothing could be done without Christ. God had to reveal his eternal purpose in Christ. The will of God was revealed in Christ. Everything that God wanted to do in the Old Testament, the Old Testament scriptures were called mysteries. But these mysteries have been revealed in the epistles. And so in the epistles, if you want to teach the epistles, you cannot say the mysteries in the epistles because there are no more mysteries in the epistles. The epistles are the revealed truth. They have already been explained. They have already been rightly divided. The place we rightly divide are the Old Testament. Hallelujah. And what we do there is to divide it such that they come in line with the epistles so that you have a full body of truth that is consistent or true and true. Praise the Lord. Now if that is the case he says Jesus came who gave himself what? A ransom. He's not coming to give. He gave his life a ransom. A payment. And we call that propitiation. The payment that satisfied God's justice. Why? Because man sinned against God and God's justice and therefore God had to what? Had needed sin could not be overlooked. God could not overlook sin. God needed to punish sin. But in for God to be able to punish sin, man must pay for sin. And so Jesus, even though God had to come as man to pay for the sin. Praise the Lord. And so God's desire is that all men will be saved and none will perish. Second Peter chapter 3, the verse number 9. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Second Peter chapter 3, the verse number 9, I read. The Bible says, And the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish. So it is not a desire for any should to perish. And so it will also not be correct to say that God elected some people to be saved and others not saved. And we saw yesterday in the Old Testament that God decided to pick individual men as a pattern to demonstrate his saving grace. To demonstrate his foreknowledge. To demonstrate his pattern of salvation. 
So he picked the man Abraham and said, Through you shall all men be blessed, and through thy seed. And the seed we found yesterday was Christ in Isaac. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He says, He does not what, but is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In this series, we'll be talking about repentance. I've talked about forgiveness of sins and I've talked about what is needed under the New Testament in terms of how we deal with sins, that we receive forgiveness for sins. We don't necessarily confess sins, but we receive what? Forgiveness of sins. But I'm also going to explain the part of the, the doctrine of repentance. When a believer today sins, what must he do? You repent. Hallelujah. And we'll look at repentance, but we'll look at repentance from the repentance from dead works and repentance as a believer. What the believer needs to do in terms of repentance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lamb of God. So, God desires that all men should be saved. And number two, we also said that when we present the gospel to people, we present the gospel to allow them the, what, the opportunity to be elected. We said election is choice, God's choice. And so God, by the process by which God's sovereign will chooses man to be saved according to his foreknowledge by predestination. Hallelujah. So when a man is presented with the gospel, we give that person an opportunity to be elected, to be predestined, and also to fulfill their part in God's what foreknowledge. Praise the Lord. So your destiny can only be what it is in Christ. Outside Christ, your destiny is not what, what God may have arranged or predestined for you. Number three, the only way to make it possible, if we said, is to preach the gospel. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, we start from the verse number, uh, let's, let me start it from the verse number 9, I read. It says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, we said in salvation, because you did not do anything wrong or right, to be a sinner, you will not do anything right or wrong to be saved. Salvation is purely by grace through faith. Hallelujah. And in so that is why when we get we before we get saved, what assures you of your salvation is to confess the lordship. Remember in the garden, Satan was the lord of Adam, the first man. So when the second Adam, who also died, and when he resurrected, he became the last Adam, what he did was he gave birth to a new creation, a new generation. And Isaiah says, who shall declare his generation? A new generation. He became the head of a new race. And that new race is called the new man in Christ or the new creation. Hallelujah. The new man in Christ or the new creation. And so we saw yesterday that in Christ Jesus, when he came, he collapsed the middle wall of partition. He collapsed the middle wall between the Jew and the Greek. God used the Jewish nation to as a pattern of his saving grace. But when Jesus arrived, 
Jesus was the fulfillment of everything that God was dealing with the Jews in types and shadows. So when he came, he says, these are the things. In Luke 24 verse 44, the scripture makes us understand that Jesus said, these are the things that were spoken by the prophets, the Psalms and in the hymns concerning me, the things that I must what? Fulfill. And so he has fulfilled them. He has evidenced them. He has testified of them. And so these things he came to testify so that he will be the savior, the justifier of them that needs to be what? Justified. Praise the Lord. And so he says, we confess the lordship of Jesus. The confession of the lordship of Jesus is very, very important because we don't confess sins to be saved. We confess the lordship of Jesus to be saved. This is what grants you assurance of salvation because then he becomes the lord of your life. Let's read on. That if thou shalt confess thy, with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe with thy heart that God raised him from the dead. This is the truth we must believe. That God raised him from the dead. That thou shalt be what? Saved. This is the assurance. Once you believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth, the scripture says you will be saved. It's the assurance. John 3 system, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, 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 it doesn't matter your background, your creed, whosoever shall believe in him shall not be what? Condemned, but have everlasting life or shall have eternal life. Praise the Lord. Whosoever. So it has to do with whosoever. God wants every man saved. And therefore, his election is in the presentation of the gospel. When the gospel is presented and people receive and they respond. Tonight we'll be talking about the callings of God. Hallelujah in a moment. Um, so let, let me just finish with this. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, believe with thy heart, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart man, man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11 says, for the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. He is quoting from the Old Testament. Whosoever, whosoever, Isaiah 28 verse 16, Isaiah 49 verse 23, whosoever shall not be ashamed. Whosoever shall believe in him shall believe in what? The saving grace of Jesus Christ that he died, that he paid for all of your sins, that your sins have been forgiven. Whosoever shall believe shall not be put to shame. So he's explaining the scriptures, the Old Testament in the New Testament. Shall not be put to shame. Hallelujah. But shall pass on to what? Then verse 12 says, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is law is rich unto what? All. Rich in what way? Rich in his mercy. We saw yesterday that God saves men by his mercy. The two children, Jacob and Esau, they never did anything wrong. They were not even born. But God had decided that Jacob have I loved. Esau have I what? Hated. And we said that that hatred has nothing to do, is not predicated on what they did or what they did not do because they were not even born. So it was God's sovereign act 
of election. But we said that that was a pattern. It was just a pattern to show how God deals with people. But in terms of the New Testament, that pattern is shown in Christ. So when we see Christ, we see the saving grace of God. But what did Christ came to show us? He came to tell us that he, God does not desire that any man should perish, but all should be saved. Hallelujah. This is the true nature of God. So when he said, I have chosen this one and I have hated this one, he's talking about his election. That when the gospel is presented and you receive it and you come into that gospel, you receive election. You have come into the election. And so Jesus, we saw yesterday, is the chosen one. By virtue of us found in him, we become the chosen. Hallelujah. Jesus is God's choice, 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 choice seed for redemption. And when we came into Christ, we became the fruits of that redemption. Hallelujah. So we became products of his choice. By virtue of Jesus being the choice, we became products of his choice. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. So when Jesus came, he collapsed the middle wall of partition. He collapsed the middle wall that separates the Jew, that makes the Jew feel he is special, that makes the Jew feel that they qualify because of what? Because of their natural genealogy, because they are special to God. He, God was saying that I chose you as a race to demonstrate my saving pattern. But when it comes to my saving, the salvation of humanity, the salvation of humanity is in Christ. And so Jesus died for all men, not just for some, not for Christians, all men. The Bible says whilst you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Are you hearing me somebody? Whilst you were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died the death of a criminal. He died for criminals. He died for the ungodly. God regarded us as criminals. So Christ's death was a criminal death. It is called the vicarious death of Christ. It was a death that was brutal. 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 That blew the that, that hit the heart of God. The Bible said when Jesus hung on the tree, God turned his eyes away from the sun. Why? Because it was a brutal death. God could not see himself hang on the tree. Oh, Leko Braga. What an amazing grace. What an amazing grace. What an amazing grace. Verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name, whosoever is rich unto all, whosoever is rich unto all, whosoever he is rich unto all, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. This is where the will of a man comes into play. Your will comes into play. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I feel like screaming right now. Whosoever, whosoever, this is why we must preach the gospel. This is why we must not be silent because through the preaching of the gospel, God is fishing out the elect. God is fishing out the predestined. God is fishing out all that must be whosoever that will respond to the call. When we, res when we refuse to, to preach the gospel, the gospel of reconciliation, then God is not also, then the opportunity for men are also closed. But we don't want to be the people that are responsible for the opportunity to close for men because they must hear it. They must hear it. When they don't hear it, they cannot believe. Now listen to this, what he says here. He says in the verse number 10, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? In other words, you can't believe 
unless you have heard there is something that must be spoken for you to believe when we were teaching about confession we said it is based on what has been said and you you what you come into agreement homologia you said the same things in concept if a man shall say that jesus has been saved but they cannot believe unless they have heard and i said and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher how shall they believe in him so it is a him we must believe in not a process not a thing it's not an establishment it is a him that is why we preach him paul says that that i may know him i may know christ and him crucified that i may preach him he says when i came unto you i came not with the enticing men's of man's wisdom but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power i preach to you christ nothing but christ hallelujah and so when men are fed or preach Christ then they have faith in him and they are saved and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace it's called the gospel of peace Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says there is now peace between us and God through what justification there is peace between us and God this is called the gospel of peace that bring glad tidings of good things hallelujah verse 16 says but they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah said oh Isaiah said Lord who has believed our report that is we are that is Paul quoting from Isaiah. He's actually interpreting that scripture in the light of salvation. Who shall believe our report? Because now not all men will believe our report. And where was he quoting from? Let's 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 look at that scripture in, in, in a moment. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who shall believe our report? And what was that scripture talking about? It was talking all about the death, the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that will follow. Isaiah 51 talks about the death, the sufferings of Christ. Hallelujah. And in his suffering, he made something available to you. That is what we enjoy today. He made available to us victory. He died so that you will not die. Hallelujah. His body was battered so that he would take upon his body, his spirit, all the sicknesses that will ever exist so that you will not be sick again. It is not necessary for you to be sick because God is not interested in you being sick. We speak to every abnormality in your body. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says he accompanied their words with signs and wonders following. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, everything that is an abnormality, abnormality, medical abnormalities, we correct them now. We correct them now. We correct them now. In the name of Jesus, I say be healed. In the name of Jesus, I say be made every with whole. In the name of Jesus, we correct them now. Every activities of witches and wizards, every demonic warlord over your life now. In the name of Jesus, we command that power broken. We command that spell broken. We command that spell broken. In the name of Jesus, we declare you are loose. We declare walk in the freedom, walk in the liberty that Christ has set in which Christ has set us free. 
Hallelujah. Makatala lalabadabahaya. Ozomia kabadadadaya. Mongele kuwa shakaya. Ezele kobadagadabosha. Engele koshatia. When you preach, go in preaching the gospel. The Lord will also accompany you. He says, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they cast out devils. In my name they heal the sick. Therefore right now every devil operating in your home, in your family. I command that devil to come out now. In the name of Jesus. Every sickness that has entered your body. I command it to flash out now. I declare now everything you have swallowed in your body. That is poisoning your cells. Killing your body, your organs. Fighting against themselves. In the name of Jesus. I command them now to hush. I command them now to stop. I declare now may your, may your body begin to function well. Ikora Babahaya. Ezele makua nakata. Izalia nkontongle kekoa. Ezagli kata. Ongo bobobo shikea. Obaria tatara banda. Onge keke baradusha. In the name of Jesus. I lose you from demonic bondages. Every spell enchantment, every demonic destiny set for you outside of God's election. I command that thing to break and we pull you into God's divine election. In the name of Jesus, oh glorious heavenly father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Nothing dies in your life anymore. 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 In the name of Jesus. But they have not all believed our report. In other words, when we go preaching, not, not everything we speak will be believed. Hallelujah. But we must preach it anyhow. By that way, we allow the spirit of God to do his work. We allow the spirit of God to minister to the heart of man. Hallelujah. Because you see, salvation is not the work of any man. It's not the work of works. It's not our work. That's why I said the children were not yet born. Yet they had, they had, they had, yet he had chosen one and decided not to like the other. And it's God's own sovereign act of love. But in the New Testament, our, that love is demonstrated in Christ. So the, he came and saved the whole world. Any choice of God not liking you is your own choice. You made that choice yourself. You chose not to go into the unlikeness of God, if there's any word like that. <laughs> or you chose to become a Jacob or an Israel. It's a choice. Because we presented the gospel and you refused. Romans Chapter number eight. Oh, thank you, blessed Holy Ghost. We give you praise. We, we thank you, Lord. Romans chapter number eight. I read from the verse number. Um, I read from the verse number 28. It says. And we know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Or Paul puts it this way, to them that are loved of God. To them that are loved of God. To them who are the called 
according to his purpose. And tonight I'll be zeroing in on the called. The called according to his purpose. The, the, to them that are what? That are, 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 are the called. Hallelujah. The called. The called. The called. He says, according to what? His purpose. And we have seen that God's purpose was Christ. God's purpose was salvation. God's purpose, God's will was Christ and salvation. Hallelujah. Called according to God's purpose, God's, God's salvation plan. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. But we said that the foreknowledge came before what? The knowing. The, the foreknowledge came before the predestination. Hallelujah. And for those that he foreknew, he gave them the opportunity to be elected. Hallelujah. For whom he did foreknow, he, did, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So the conformation is to the icon, the image, the prototokos of his son. Hallelujah. The firstborn. Hallelujah. The firstborn. That he might be the firstborn or the prototokos among many brethren. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. So the predestinated have also been called. And whom he called them he also justified. And so we are, we are getting to those, that aspect of the elements of salvation. We'll be talking about that as we get on justification and all that. And whom he justified, them he also what glorified. This one is for the last day. Hallelujah. So the blessing, we, we stopped yesterday at the place in Ephesians chapter number one. Ephesians chapter one. I love the man of Galilee for he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love the man of Galilee. Oh, I love the man of Galilee. For he has done so very much for me. Oh, he has forgiven all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love the man of Galilee. Oh, I love the man of Galilee. Oh, for he has done so very much for me. Oh, he has forgiven all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love the man of Galilee. Oh, I love the man of Galilee. Oh, for he has done so very much for me. Ah, he has forgiven all my sins 
and send the Holy Ghost to me. I love the man of Galilee. Hallelujah. So we saw yesterday from Ephesians chapter 1, I read, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Take note that anytime that he refers to the saints or to the body of Christ in the, in the epistles, in Christ is always referred to. Verse 2, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. And I said that who has blessed what us is corporate. So I said yesterday that the blessing is for the whole world. The blessing was the blessing that he said to Abraham. Indeed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So the blessing is not for Christians. It's for the whole world. But when you come into the election, you begin to enjoy that blessing in Christ. But this blessing was for the whole world. Blessed has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In what? In heavenly places. In Christ. The blessing was in Christ. And so for you to enjoy the blessing, you must respond to the call. You must respond to God's call. God's sovereign act that brings a man into his family. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, according as he has chosen us. So I said that choosing is a corporate choosing. But it is not because he chose us individually. He chose us in Christ. So Christ was the choice. We became the resource of that choice. Hallelujah. According as he has chosen us in him. In him. So he chose him. And when we came into him, we were also what? Chosen. So therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You are not a new creation until you are in Christ. So anything that will happen to you, the blessing of the Lord, the inheritance of the saints can come to you in Christ. They will not come to you outside Christ. The election of God comes to you in Christ. Predestination comes in Christ. That we will conform to that image, the image of the Christ. In him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love verse 5 says having predestinated us unto the adoption we'll be talking about adoption maybe tomorrow God willing having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself so the adoption is done by Christ and when we talk about adoption here is the Greek word heotesia. It is not the same as the way you go and adopt a child from the hospital or from the children's home or something, um, 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 from orphan's home or something. This is different and we'll be looking at that in a, a tomorrow, God willing. Hallelujah. Adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, his divine purpose, so that the purpose of election might come to pass. So he did this in Christ. Verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted 
in the beloved. So when you come into that, that, that into Christ and you have been elected, you are also called the beloved. You are called the accepted. Don't, don't, don't accept anything that tells you that anywhere you go, you are rejected. Now I speak right now to somebody that have been facing some particular kind of pattern in your life. Everywhere you go, you are rejected. Now I declare to you, the blessing of the Lord is upon you. If you are in Christ, the blessing of the Lord is upon you, of, of the Lord is upon you, and you are not permitted to be rejected. Therefore, I declare in the name of Jesus. Jesus, just as Jesus is accepted, the Bible says uh, that he is loved. He says he has his favored by all the virgins. I declare supernatural favor and acceptance for you. Everywhere you go from today, you'll be accepted. Any application you make, I pray that you'll be accepted. Anywhere you put in an interview, you'll be accepted. You'll be favored among all. They will look at you. They will not know why, but they will favor you. In the name of Jesus, they will not know why, but the blessing of the Lord that brings divine acceptance will come upon you. The Bible said David came before Saul and Saul loved him. Why did Saul love him? Because there was an ointment, an oil, an oil of gladness, the oil of acceptance, the oil of acceptance that comes through grace in Christ Jesus. I declare divine acceptance for you. Tonight I declare divine acceptance. I declare divine acceptance. Where you have been rejected, I say go back. I say go and apply again. In the name of Jesus, divine acceptance is coming over you. I break every hold of, 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 of rejection over your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. In the name of Jesus, I break every rejection. Everywhere you feel rejected, men have rejected you. From today, they will not reject you. I say from today, they will not reject you. The Bible says none in their, none in this house, none, none shall lack their mate. If you are a single woman, a single man out there, and you are faced with rejection, I command divine acceptance for you. They will love you. In the name of Jesus. I break anything that is speaking over your life. Anything that is holding a demand over your destiny. In the name of Jesus. I command that thing to break. I command it to break. I command it to break. I command it to break. In the name of Jesus. Wherein he has abounded to us as in all wisdom and prudence. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. He has made known unto us. What is the mystery? What we are explaining right now. The mystery has been demystified. The mystery of his will is what has been hidden in the Old Testament. But has been revealed in the New Testament. Hallelujah. So that is what he has made known unto us. So the Old Testament sometimes was called mystery. But the New Testament is the revelation of the mystery. Hallelujah. According to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. Who served? Jesus. Ha ha. Verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. All things in Christ. The creature waiteth for the earnest manifestation of the sons of God that all things will be in Christ. Everything that has been corrupted by Adam 
comes disobedience. Everything, the earth, everything. That is why the reason why things around us, they go old, they, they grow old, is because of Adam's effect, the effect of Adam's disobedience on the earth. It affected everything. But God is waiting the fullness of time to put all things in Christ. Everything in Christ. That is why the man that is a new creation in Christ, all things become new. What it means is that the things in your life must begin to begin to ask to, to be affected by the eternal life of God that is in your spirit. It must begin to affect the things around you, such that they will begin to experience the jolt of the supernatural, the jolt of the eternal, life, the jolt of immortality. Yesterday I showed you that He has made life and immortality to come alive through Jesus Christ, through the gospel. So anytime we preach the gospel, the jolt of the supernatural life of God, the eternal life, the immortal life, we begin to experience bits and pieces of it until the fullness of time. Until the fullness of time. Until the fullness of time. When the, this earth will be rolled away and a new earth will come. When a new heaven will come in the name of Jesus. Things are getting ready to be swallowed up. He says all things shall pass away. They shall be swallowed up. But when they are swallowed up, they will be swallowed up in Christ. Ha ta ta ta. So te te te. Zimanando keteba. Ha. Ha ta 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 ta. In the dispensation of the fullness of times. In the dispensation of the fullness of time. He will gather all things. Those in heaven. Those on earth. In him. Verse 11 says. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him. Who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Verse 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Who first trusted in Christ. Verse 13, in whom ye do ye also trusted after, listen to this, very, very important. In whom ye also trusted. This is the place of, we said that grace and election is all the work of God. But this is another dimension to it. The dimension of man's will. The dimension of man's choice. He says, the Bible says here, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel, of your salvation. So the word of truth is the gospel of our salvation. In whom also after that we have believed with the heart man believes with the mouth confession is made unto salvation with the heart man believes with the mouth confession of which what you have believed ye were sealed ye were sealed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, Jesus said, I want to leave, but when I leave, I will send you the comforter. And when the comforter shall come, the helper, the Bible says he shall come, he shall convict the world of sin. He shall convict the world of sin. But the Bible says this comforter is called the promise of the father. The promise of the father. When you come into the election, you are sealed. This is the assurance of our salvation. When we believe the gospel, we must believe the gospel. When we believe it, we are called the elected. We are called the elected in Christ. When we are elected, we become the predestined. We begin to conform to God's predestination. We begin to walk in accordance with the predestined, the path that he has set for us. 
in the name of Jesus. As we walk in this past, we begin to fulfill what he has said in pre-planned past for us. Plans, paths have been set for you, but my brother, paths have been set for you, my sister, and thus path is in Christ. When you come into the election, when you accept the gospel and you walk in it, you begin to walk in those pre-planned and pre-programmed plans of God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Now listen to this. Verse 14 says, which is the earnest of our inheritance or the down payment? I'll talk about that later, not today. Until the redemption of the purchased possession. Ah, to the redemption of the purchased possession. Unto the praise of the glory. The Holy Ghost is a down payment. Is the assurance, the security that you will not be taken away. That the devil will not take you away from God's redemptive plan. That as you have come in, you cannot lose it. As you have come in, the Holy Ghost is here policing you, monitoring you, making sure that you will be kept, that you will be kept until that day when he comes to redeem you fully and finally hallelujah glory to the Lamb of God. Now listen to Ephesians chapter 2, the verse one, number 1, he says, and you has he quickened, we were dead who was, who were dead in trespasses and sins I told you before, when Adam died Adam died in his trespasses and sins we were dead, wherein in the past, in the time past ye walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation or our conduct in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We were by nature the children of wrath. So you are a child of wrath until he quickens you. Until he quickens you. So the quickening is done by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The promise. When he comes. The Bible says he comes to quicken. But as he comes to quicken. He also comes to what? To bring you into that saving grace. When he quickens you. Listen to this. He says but God who is rich in, who is rich in mercy. Ah, I said it yesterday that it was by his mercy. God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us. How did he love us? For God so loved the world that he gave. So the love is in the giving of his son. John 3 16. In verse 5 even when we were dead in sins has quickened us. We have been quickened. I am not I am quickened. Come on I say I am quickened. I say I am quickened. I am quickened. He has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together. In heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. We are seated in him. We walk in him. We move in him. Stop being afraid of devils. They cannot kill you. They cannot aspire you. If you are not outside Christ. As long as you are in Christ. No devil. They can try it. But they cannot expire you. Are you hearing me somebody? You must believe this one. To walk in it. shakaya. And has raised us up together. Verse 7 said that in the ages to come, he might show 
the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Verse 8. For by grace are ye saved. Ah, through faith and the not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of ourselves. The gift of God. The gift of God. Not of works. Least any man should boast. But the big one is coming. The verse number 10. The verse number 10 says, For we are his workmanship. He has made me his workmanship. He has made me his workmanship. For we are his workmanship. Created. Fashioned. Created. Created. In Christ Jesus. Unto good works. I am his workmanship. He formed me. When I was called into the election, I have been fashioned. I have been made his workman. I work with God. God works with me. He works through me. He works through you to fulfill his divine agenda now. Hallelujah. Unto good works which God has before. The, 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 the amplifier says the pre-prepared paths. He has prepared paths for us that we should walk in it. It's called the predestination. There are pre-prepared paths for us in Christ that we walk in. That is why a man comes into Christ that was poor and before he knows it he has become rich. A man comes into Christ with all the curses of this life. By the time he steps into Christ, his life has transmogrified. His life has changed. He has become a blessing. The reason is that there is a prepared path in Christ. It's called the path of the blessing. Right now, receive the blessing. I say receive the blessing. The Holy Ghost does not take a man and makes nothing out of the man. He makes something out of you. I say receive the blessing. I say receive the blessing. The blessing of the gospel. The blessing of the Holy Ghost. The blessing of the gospel. The blessing of the Holy Ghost. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabbi Sakatata. There are prepared paths which he has preordained for us that we should walk in them. I am working in my pre-prepared plan. I'm working in my pre-prepared plan. I don't know about you, but I walk in it and it's working for me. I say it's working for me. It's working for me. I don't know about you, but it is working for me. When you receive the gospel and you believe it, then everything in your life is activated. Oh, matalalalababaya. Now, oh, Rabba Satalababa, listen to this. In John chapter 16, John chapter 16, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the Holy Ghost will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The Holy Ghost has come. He is called the promise. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. You must believe. So when the, the work of the Holy Spirit, even in the life of those that have been elected, the general election is to what? Is to give you that opportunity for your heart to be worked upon. The Bible talked one time about Lydia. The Bible says that the Lord opened the heart of Lydia that she received the gospel. If you're an unbeliever, what you need to open your heart as well is the gospel. The Holy Ghost works on the unbeliever so that the unbeliever will be convicted that he is a sinner that needs saving. And why does he do that? So that they will come into the family of God. Hallelujah. If I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
The world does not have righteousness. It's the church that has righteousness. He convicts us of righteousness. And of judgment. Of, and of judgment. Why? Because the world is already judged. Hallelujah. Because the ruler of this world is judged. He says Satan is judged. So Satan is powerless in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Satan is powerless in the presence of the Holy Ghost. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, his own authority, but whatsoever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. So the Holy Ghost comes to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So what I'm declaring to you now is through the agency of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he's declaring to you right now. Glory to the Lamb of God. So if we find out in Luke 24. Luke 24. The verse number 49. Jesus said. He says, and behold, so in, let me start from verse 46. And said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached. So we preach forgiveness of sins. We preach remission of sins. That's why I said in the New Testament, we don't ask for forgiveness of sins. But I know that certain people will not understand. But look through all the scriptures. You find out that there is no place where there is forgiveness of sins. But there is repentance. Hallelujah. We shall look at that another day. Hallelujah. And it says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached. Hallelujah. In his name, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye the spirit of promise, the seal, the guarantor, the down payment. He says, I send unto you the promise of the father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endowed with power. There is one assignment of the Holy Ghost and that is to endow us and endue us with power. That is energize us. Give us energy because what we will do with the physical, we can't do because the life that we receive at new birth is the life of the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now quickly I want to close here with this thought with you. So them that he we saw in Romans Chapter number 8. From the verse number 28. And we know that all things work together for good. To them that are loved by God. To them who are the called. The called. The called. The called. When Jesus came, what he came to do that will qualify men to be chosen was through the call. Hallelujah. The call is God's divine act of bringing people into his fold. And the call, the scripture makes us understand that the call 
is such that there is the effective call and then there is a general call. There is the general call for all the world. Jesus came. When he came, he says that he has come so that all that are lost will be found. That is the call. It's the general call that comes to every believer. I beg your pardon. Everybody in the world. And this comes through the preaching of the gospel. We saw earlier on, how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? So there must be a call. And that call is in the preaching of the gospel. And when the gospel is preached, them that he has what? He has called. The Bible says that what? Them that he, he foreknew. For, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated. And whom he predestinated, he also what? To, he predestinated, to, I beg your pardon, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So that's the first stage. Then the Bible says, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. So there is a general call that will bring men into the election. That general call comes through the gospel, the preaching of the gospel. And on the basis of that, men respond to the gospel. But after they have responded to the gospel, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of promise, he convicts men of sin. And so what he does is that his work on that man that has been called, that is part of the major call, now begins to accept the gospel. When they accept the gospel, at that point we say the call has become effective. Hallelujah. But the call is general for all men. So it is preached to all men. The gospel is preached to all men. But as many that receive the gospel and come into the choice of God and accept the gospel, then the call becomes effective in Christ. Then they are called in Christ. Hallelujah. So them, so that it is, it doesn't preclude anybody. You responded. You stepped into it. You are the called. So he says, for whom he did for new, he also did predestinate. To be conformed to the image. But he says, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. So you work in your pre-planned, predestined path in Christ based on the call. Because you have been called. You have come into the calling. You are called the beloved. Hallelujah. So what does he call us into? Now man, let's look at a few, a few scriptures quickly. Um, a few pointers and then I will end here. The Bible says he calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Hallelujah. The call entails being called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, when you are called, you are called out of darkness, out of sin, out of the bondage of sin, into his marvelous light, so that you walk in the light. That's why the Bible says, the scripture says, the path of the just is as a shining light, because light is now in your path. Hallelujah. We are the lightest city. When he calls you, he calls you into the light. He calls you out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Light is power. What it means is that the power of the gospel, the power of the, of, of the Lord, exerts itself on everything that concerns the called. 
The Bible says in, in John chapter number one, I beg your pardon. Let's, let's go to John chapter one. I want to show you something there. The verse number four. Hey, Likobara. Verse four says, In him was life, and the life was what? The light of men. In him was life. The verse five says, And the light was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness. So when he talks about the light, Jesus is the light of the world. The light shineth in darkness. He is called the son of righteousness for a reason. In Genesis, the scripture says he made two great lights. One light to rule the day and the other light to rule what? The night. The light that rules the day is called Christ. It's not physical light because later on he created physical light. The light that rules the day, the Bible calls us, we are the children of the day. So when he talks about the light that rules the day, he's talking about Christ that rules our life. And this light, John, John 1 is telling us, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus is that light. He exists upon every darkness. Everything that represents the night season, everything that represents night, everything that represents darkness, everything that represents satanic encroachment in the name of Jesus. The light shineth in darkness, the darkness comprehended it not. Therefore, I declare now by the light of God, begin to shine. You are the cord. The cord is a lighted man. The cord is a lighted one. We are called a lighted one. Therefore, begin to shine. By this knowledge, the Bible says it brings to us the knowledge, the knowledge of the Son of God, the light of the Son of God, the light of revelation. By the light of revelation, we rule. We rule by the light of revelation. Rule in your finances. By the light of revelation, rule in your family. By the light of revelation, rule in your marriage. By the light of revelation, rule in every area of your life. By the light of revelation, rule in your health. By the light of revelation, rule in every area. There are men that dominate. They dominate. They dominate. They dominate. In during the day, there is a light of the day, the light of the night. But the light of the day is us. And we are the light that dominates the night. In the night, there are nice lights that dominate the night. The lights that dominate the night is us. We dominate the world. We are the light of the world. Therefore, we dominate the world. But Christ dominates us as the day. The light shineth in darkness. Darkness comprehended it not. In other words, darkness gives way. Darkness gives way. Sickness is darkness. Every weakness is darkness. They give way. They give way. They give way. Every weakness, every pain, everything that is in your life is giving way now. I say it gives way now. The scripture says the strangers, as soon as they hear my voice, they fade away. That light shone in the darkest part of hell, and hell could not withhold him. He came out of darkness, came out of hell with the shining of that light. 
I said dominate. I said rule. I said dominate. I said rule. I said dominate. I said rule. Everywhere you step, take over. I say everywhere you step, take over. Every environment you step, take over. Take over. Take over. In the name of Jesus. When you are called, you are called into fellowship. Hallelujah. You are called into fellowship. It's called the fellowship of the Father and the fellowship of the Son. Listen to this. 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. The beginning there is talking about before the foundation of the earth, before the world began, that which was in eternity past has manifested into to us. The Bible says that, uh, that um, great is the mystery of godliness, that God manifests in the flesh, that which was in eternity past, in the beginning, that means that which was in eternity past, in eternity past it was called the word, that which was in eternity past, we have handled, this is what we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, he is called the word of life. He is called the word of life. The Bible says he's the light of men. He's the light that shineth in man's life. He's the light of men. He's the light of men. The light of men we have handled. For the life was manifested. And we have seen it. We have seen him. We have seen him. He has manifested. His name is Jesus. For the light was manifested. And we have seen him. And bear witness. We witness him. We witness him. And show unto you that eternal life. The man, the person is called eternal life. Jesus is eternal life. That this eternal life is which was with the father. Was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen. That which we have heard. That which we declared unto you. He said we don't just see it. We have heard it. We have handled of it. We have experienced this thing. This thing is not a fallacy. This thing are not words that men speak. These things are things we have handled. We have handled of the saving grace of God. We have handled of the healing power of God. We have handled of the, ma the magnificent power of God to protect that which we have handled. That which we have seen. That which causes men to be healed. The Bible says, it says, you shall go. You shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. That which we have handled. That which we have handled of the word of life. The same that we present to you. Verse 3, that which we have seen and heard. Declare we unto you that you may, you also may have fellowship with us. That you have a koinonia, a drinking together. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, makalala bahaya. The Holy Ghost is not mentioned because He's the one that makes it possible for us to have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. The Bible says that the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit in Romans chapter 8 that we are the sons of God. The only thing the Holy Ghost does, the Holy Ghost ushers us into fellowship. He brings us into the cult. We are part of the company of the cult. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. He brings us into fellowship, not only with the Father, also with the Son. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 1, the verse number 9, also emphasizes that, that he brings us into fellowship with the Son. Hallelujah. First Corinthians. Hallelujah. Oh, Jagalala Bahaya. 
I feel like jumping out of my skin right now. Oh, Makia Dalaba Haya, Eleko Roboboshita. He says, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9. God is faithful by whom ye were called. We have been called. I say we have been called. I'm not going to be called. I am part of the called. I am part of the called. Unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. By which we have been called into the fellowship of his son Jesus. And then Acts chapter 2, the verse number 39. Oh, Rigabarasha, Zenanana Mando, Acts 239. For the promise is unto you and to your children. The promise of what? The promise of the Holy Ghost. He's the one that makes the call real to you. He's the one that makes you feel that you are called. He's the one that makes the calling sure. Hallelujah. That is why he calls our calling. A calling that, that is without repentance. The Bible says the callings and the giftings of God are without repentance. That is why a man can be born again. And he may look like he has backslidden. But the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. That same man can move around and be healing the sick. The gifts that have been given to him is never taken back. Acts 2.39 says for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So the call is to all. The call is to all. As many as many. He calls all men. When all men respond to the call they become the called. Hallelujah. Then we are also called into his own kingdom. The kingdom of into his kingdom and glory. Hallelujah. When you are called into his kingdom, you participate in the kingdom life. You participate. Kingdom here is not talking about a place. You have been called into authority. In other words, you, 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 you exercise authority. You exercise authority. You exercise authority. You are feeling something in your body. You lay your hands there and you declare heal, 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 heal. You, you are feeling something around you. You don't just keep quiet. You begin to lift up your voice and begin to make proclamation, declare. The Bible says he has said so that we may boldly say. So we say what has already been done, done, done in Christ. What has been said. You see an abnormality in your environment. You begin to exercise authority. Begin to exercise authority. Begin to exercise authority. You see things that are not working. You begin to exercise authority. You command the thing to begin to work. Now in the name of Jesus. Command things in your home now to begin to work. Now begin to lay hands on yourself. Command your organs to work. Command everything around you to function. Command things around you to function. If it is your purse. Lay hands on your purse. Command money inside your purse. Command money inside your finances. Command money now. Begin to exercise kingdom authority. Kingdom authority, kingdom authority, kingdom authority, kingdom authority, kingdom authority. In the name of Jesus. Oh, ragadadadaboshaka. In the name of Jesus. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. Oh, Jesus. First Peter 5, 10 says, But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, settle you. Receive divine strengthening. Receive divine settlement. In the name of Jesus, be settled, be strengthened, be settled, be strengthened. Then 2 Peter chapter 1, the verse number 3, I read, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain 
unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us, called us to glory. We have been called. The effective call is that we have been called to glory and virtue. Hallelujah. And another scripture is First Thessalonians chapter 2, the verse number 12. I don't know if I'll be able to read that one. You can take that one down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the called belong to Jesus. Once you have been called, you belong to him. Once you have been called, Romans chapter 1, the verse number 6. The called belong to him. The called belong to him. Romans 1, 6, I read. Among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. So he's the one that calls. He's the one that calls. Hallelujah. He's the one that calls. Nobody else calls but him. That is why we cannot talk about elections, callings, predestination outside him. He's the one that calls. When you are called, you become his. The Romans 1 verse 7. When you are called, you are also called a saint. Verse 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and the Lord Jesus Christ. You are called the saints. You are called to be saints. Hallelujah. And then finally, if you are called, you are called into a realm of peace. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 15. Ah, and this is where the, the evening will be ending for us. There is nothing more I can do beyond this one. Ah, I don't know. The way I'm feeling here, I don't know about you at home, but First <laughs> Corinthians 7.15, the scripture reads, I read, it says, but if the, if the unbelieving departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. God has called us what? To peace. He was talking about a marriage situation where there, there is an unbeliever in them. Maybe your spouse is an unbeliever and decides to go. Don't think that you have done anything wrong because God has called us to what? To peace. You, he says, let him go because God has called you to peace. In other words, it doesn't come under the criteria that what God has put together. Let no man break. He says, you are at peace. Let it be you at peace. Let the unbelieving believer, let him be going. Let him be waka. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Hallelujah. If he decides to stay, the Bible says as well in that same chapter there that it is good. But if he decides to waka, let him be waka in. You are at peace and you have broken no law. You have broken no rules. Hallelujah. That's deliverance for somebody right there. Then Colossians chapter 3 verse 15, my last scripture. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. And let the peace of God rule your hearts. It is you that let the peace rule. You have been called. Do not let your mind be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. When you are not in Christ or firmly founded in Christ or in the word of Christ, you find out that things begin to move you here and there. That is why we encourage you to be part of these services. We encourage you to be part of these conferences because it will energize you. So when you come, when things come after you or come against you, you'll be able to stand strong. But many a times, believers take some of this for granted. It was just another conference. No, it's not another conference. It says, let the peace of God 
rule your heart. Garrison your heart. Hey, Makalalabaya. Let the peace of God rule your hearts to the which also ye are called. You are called so that the peace of God will rule your hearts in one body and be ye thankful. The way you know that the peace of God is ruling your heart, that in the midst of everything, you lift up your voice and thank him. You thank him. It's time for us to thank him. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Abraham was not weak in faith, but was strong in faith, giving glory. The word giving glory, there was, he was giving glory, thanksgiving. He was thanking God. He was appreciating God. He was giving glory, glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. The way by which you know that you are in peace and you are at peace, that the peace of God is garrisoning your heart, that in the midst of the storm, you are thanking. You are saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. In the midst of it all, I thank you. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. You may be going through some trouble right now, but the proof that the peace of God has taking hold of your heart, that you are so assured of God's goodness, God's favor, God's blessing, is that you are peace. And the proof of peace is that you are thanking him. Oh, Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the blessing of tonight. We thank you for the miracles. We thank you for the healings. We thank you for the miracles. We thank you for the supernatural. We thank you, Lord, for keeping your children, for sustaining in them ingele kosheke kalala kosha ila bababo shekelekelebea oh father i thank you i appreciate you lord i give you praise thank you heavenly father oh the blood of jesus ah oh the blood of jesus Ah, oh, the blood of Jesus washes white as snow. Ah, that's what he did. Now stretch off your hands towards the screen or towards the gadget you're using right now and let's pray. Mose Mahandeli Zuzodali Kapayango. Is a clear toso clongelekea. Ivakua makanta tiefele koshea. Ozo pakianta la posa si andea. Evekua mamakanti tisi yozo. Ezezi valato lo brakia kata. Izamano ana. Zekeanga koa saka. Ele preketete kisususa. Invoanda tata. See as the spirit of God that I brought you out, that I may bring you in, not just bring you in, that to establish you and settle you in peace, in love, to settle you in my grace, to settle you in my favor, to settle you in my acceptance, says the spirit of God. Therefore, from today, as you walk, be conscious of the fact that I've accepted you, that I've washed you, that I've called you. You are my elect. You are my called one. And I have called you so that I will preserve you to the end. Do not be afraid. Do not let your heart be troubled, says the spirit of God. Do not be afraid. Do not let your heart be troubled. For I have prepared for you paths that you will walk in. I have prepared for you paths that you must walk in. Every path that you are not walking in that is not my prepared plan. By the spirit of God, by my spirit, I am guiding you into that path. And so you will not make costly mistakes. Even when you go out of the way, 
I'm still the one that brings you back. And my presence is always with you. To bring you back in path. To bring you back in the path. To bring you back in the path. Say as the spirit of God. Tonight I see the heavens open over certain homes and I see angels released into these homes specifically for specific assignments and one of the assignments is for divine protection. The other assignment, I hear the Spirit of God tell me that the reason why I release these angels into these homes is to break certain bonds and certain limitations in their lives and bring them into my ordained blessing. Because I have blessings for my children that have been held back. They've been held back as a result of lack of knowledge. But see as the Spirit of God, as my knowledge comes across to you by the ministry of my Spirit, therefore as I also release to you angels, angels that will bring you into those blessings that have been pronounced. So right now, as angels have been released into your home, right now you begin to see manifestations. Some of you will have dreams of them. See as the Spirit of God. Some of you will see them physically. Some of them, some of you will see them physically, but you will not know that they are angels. They are men and women that you will meet. Some have been positioned in your life to become destiny helpers. See as the Spirit of God. Thank you, blessed Holy Ghost. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen.